Blog Talk Radio. Chairman Yang and Krumah, People's Black Panther Party, Independence Black Blog Talk Radio, coming to you again on another Tuesday, which I love, an opportunity to provide political education, but more importantly than that, it is an opportunity for us as a people to share our ideas. Anyone who knows Yanga or who has listened to the show know that my philosophy is a philosophy of African communalism. I believe together as a people, as an African people, there is nothing that we can't accomplish, nothing we can't achieve, and that individuality, individualism, which is a European trait, spells certain doom, death, and destruction for the African people here in America. What's up, listeners? Tonight's show is a good show. I promise it to be a good show. Um, And one of the reasons I think it's going to be a good show because uh, what's happening now, what's taking place now is creating a lot of buzz, you know, good buzz and bad buzz. What's happening, Brother Yangers, I know is the question on everyone's mind. What's happening is the formation and the creation of what is called the National Black Liberation Front. And this is what I show and this is what I show is about um, today. You know, I show is about the National Black Liberation Front. And as, as always, you know, in my monologue, in my opening talk, I like to talk about what has inspired, what inspired that. And one of the things that inspired this show was I've been in talks with, and I go a little bit into what we've been doing as a party. I've been in talk with my dear brother, Shaka Shakur. Some of you may know him from the Panther Party, um, um, which a lot of you may know him from. Some of you may know him just from being around us, being an all-out advocate and the spokesman for liberation and empowerment of African people here in America and the things they do. Some of them have even been controversial in, in, in some of the stances and positions he's taken. But uh, his latest endeavor, 
what he's been inspired to do is to be one of the coordinators and one of the most outspoken ambassadors for the new for the National Black Liberation Front. And why I decided to have this talk is because I'm sure there's a lot of questions. I've read some of the comments with the brother has put up the live, and a lot of them has been, what makes this difference? Which I think is a, a, a legitimate question. You know, this has been tried before. Why will this be so different? What makes this go around or the group of organizations or the collective of brothers that you've amassed and gathered? What makes, you know, what is going to um, separate that from this? You know, we've had the naysayers say that this can't be done. We know the old adage that people say, I like to call it a defeatist attitude. You know, all niggas can't get together. You know, we can't stick together. It'll never work out. And then you have the optimistic. You know, those of us that from the African people here in America who say, you know what? Yeah, we've tried it before. Yeah, we know the old the old attitudes. We know the saying that Negroes can't work together. There'll never be unity and solidarity. We use the... Um, various panther formations as an example of the lack of unity amongst the African here in America. But I am a, I am very optimistic about where we can go, what we can do, uh, what we can achieve, and you know, largely due to just my belief in us as African people. But I, you know, after thanking the Creator and the ancestors and the spirits and the Most High God Allah. Then I have to, you know, thank the brother for being able to articulate it and put it in a way. So the brother agreed to come on the show and to, you know, articulate the vision and to answer some questions. And the brother has listened to the show before, so he knows I have some very astute and serious callers. So don't hold back. If you have questions to, to, to ask and, you know, we're not, this is the show I'm always saying what? This is the people's voice. If you can't express it here, if you can't say it here, then there is nowhere that you can say it. One of the things that we do do, we may not always accept every opinion, but we promise as an African tradition um, to respect every position and every people's time. So without, you know, without um, further ado, let me find my spectacles. I want to open the line for my dear brother, Shaka Shakur. Brother Shaka, are you on the line with us? Yes, sir. Black power, yes, sir. Brother, yes, black sir. power. Man, black power, man. First of all, man, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on the show, you know, and oh. share some of this with you that you've been sharing with me. My pleasure. So, my pleasure, brother. Thank you for having me on the show. Man, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's, you know what? Let's cut to the chase. Let's ask what it okay. is. What is the National Black Liberation Front? Okay, well, the National Black Liberation Front is an endeavor that a few individuals, including myself, came together one day, and we just said, uh, let's look at us as a nation. You know, what would it take to put us together in a nation's formation? At the time, I, would, I went back to study South Africa, actually, and I was looking at Mozambique and Angola because those two particular places were like joint training places where people from all over the African diaspora on the continent would come train and then they would go back into South Africa and various places and fight. So I posed the question, what if we had a mechanism like that? What if we had a mechanism? And at the time I was just talking strictly militarily, if we can send everybody to get that military training and then move them out into the, to the different areas to train others. But then that opened the conversation. Well, what if we could do it in every aspect of nation building? So, that began the first conversation of the National Black Liberation Front. It was called an alliance back then. We didn't really have the name. And we said, well, let's find people who, who deal with the seven points 
of of any you know society, which are food, clothes, shelter, health, education, economics, self defense. And we said, uh, you know, if we can find people or groups, especially groups in those areas, what's the possibility or probability of us coming together and being able to form these national committees? Well, first, you know, first thing we said, well, yeah, it's been done before. How are we going to be different? And we said it's not so much about being different. Maybe it's just a, about re-energizing that idea, breathing new breath into an idea that we feel is just kind of on the table, like no one's really attacking it from that position that we can see. So that was the beginning of the National Black Liberation Front. And since then, we've had success from just about New York all the way down to Florida, different groups coming in. And these groups are coming in understanding that we no longer look at organizations as you know separate entities. We said, let's look at each organization as a state within a nation. So if we can begin to think like a nation and move like a nation, we can operate like one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're def- Listen, I have a caller already jumped on the line. I'm going I'm to go on and, and go into this. Mike, area code 505-9899. Your mic is open. Peace, brothers. Uh, this is Kevin Crosby with the Panther Party. And I, Peace, I brothers. My brothers. Um, I, 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 love, I love the idea, and I agree that we can't not try because – like you said, people say, yeah, it's been done before, this and that. I don't think, clear one thing up, I don't think that people can't unify. I think right. that the will to unify has been basically um, taken away. Yeah, it's been taken away and replaced with all of these distractions and chemicals and all of this other stuff so that people feel like, it's just like I was just telling one of my brothers, one of my nephews, I was telling him about the Starbucks incident. I said, hey, you willing to give up your Starbucks? Because the only successful thing that's ever worked was boycotts. And and right. that's not 100% proof, but, you you know, if we start affecting the money, you know, then they start mm-hmm. wanting to talk nice, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, man, I've been black all my life. I'm going to be black till I die, and I need my coffee in the morning. And all I could do, and I love them to death because, you know, they're younger. I look at all of them that's younger than me as my nephews, but I was like, that's that's where the problem is. That's where a big part of the problem is, the apathy to our situation. Well, I, you know, let me jump in here, and then we'll go um, straight to our brother Shock. And I'm going to leave your mic open for a minute, uh, Brother Crosby, man, just, just in case you want to come back in that. Enjoy this conversation. There again, let me Definitely. give you this claim. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination uh, with your brother, National Chairman Yang Nkrumah. Got our brother Shaka Shakur right now. We're talking with brother Kevin Crosby uh, with the, the Black Panther Party, and we're discussing why the need for, black, for a national black liberation front. Um, one of the things, though, to address that when you're talking about your nephew, and I agree wholeheartedly about the apathy, about the disconnect, that our people have with the issues that affect them directly or indirectly. I mean, we just breeze through this life and allow ourselves to be governed or directed in any way that external forces dictate, any way that the man say, for lack of better words, man, to break it down in layman's terms, any way the man say go, we go, and don't even offer any resistance in most cases. But I think one of the things that appealed to me about the National Black Liberation Front was the various components of it. And when you have these components, when you have these departments, when you have everyone working in a specialty, 
where I may not be able to reach your nephew, where my specialty may be primary, you know, uh, primarily politics or some area like that, like economics or something, should we have a, a front that contributes to a movement? You see, and and I always tell people movements are not organizations. Movements are just that. It's a vibe. It's an energy. It's what inspires and motivates the people to do better for themselves, to liberate themselves. So when you have a front behind a movement, the movement may contain something that can reach your nephew. I don't know if he likes hip hop. Maybe he likes fashion. And so a front, if it contains a, 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 a department, an art department, an apartment that has music, and we have MCs out there putting the message out in the music. If we right. have people out there putting the message out in the in the fashion, I think that some of these people who are not inclined to military, economics, politics, all this other stuff will be more receptive of mm-hmm. the way the message reaches them if it's brought in their language. Brother Shakur. Correct. Well, you know, I mean, definitely you're correct on that. And one of the things that we did first – and let me be clear on who we is. It started with conversations between myself, my brother Ajay Tayemba from the Harlem Liberation School in New York, my brother Carl Tone Jones from the Independence Day Project, uh, my brother, my brother Amun out in uh, Texas with the Nubis, and then a brother Patrick Alexander in Mississippi from the Black Liberation Movement. All of us were doing our thing individually, and we all agreed, let's start working together. So it started first from just a live broadcast, we all realized we were all doing a live broadcast on Facebook scattered throughout the week. So we said, you know what, let's start by just doing one thing. Each of us will mention each other on our shows. We will even talk to each other about our shows so we're speaking the same language. And then we'll show our broadcast in a simultaneous fashion. Show unity through direct action. And once we were able to capture that and that, that happened, it was like, well, if we can do this, let's do that over there. You know, and it's just that simple. A lot of times we magnify the process, and it's really a simple process, you know, and a lot of times we overthink the process. It's just a process of do. If you're already running and I'm running beside you, well, we're already running. So where are we going to run to becomes the next question, you know, and we understand that everybody is not going to run this race. You know, that's another thing we have to really, we have to really sit down and understand that, you know, we have a saying, we say we want people batteries included. Meaning that we understand everybody's not going to want to move right now. Because, you know, and rightfully so, black folks are skeptical. They have a right to be. You know, so many people have come through and led them and then let them down. So we said we're not going to stress it if they don't move right now. We're going to go ahead and put this together. And, and we're looking, we're actually looking for the diversity because we understand the diversity is the exact resource that's going to make this work. The fact that everybody has a special lane. And rather than arguing about the lanes like we've been doing for so many years, let's orchestrate every lane into one symphony. Mm. Absolutely. Brother Cosby, did you want to add to that before we, you know, move on? Anything you want to share with that, brother? I'm just feeling that because I actually, me and Carl was just talking Sunday. And Mm -hmm. I've been watching the uh, Independence Day Project. And I love it, you know, but I'm aware, you know, but yeah, I yeah. just feel like a lot of our people, especially with the uh, with the invention of this social media, have mm-hmm. further had their attention spans so short that, uh, you know, it's hard to, to imagine someone who's not aware. We're really sitting there and, and absorbing it, you know, without someone there to help kind of guide them. So I do like the, the front uh, part of this because 
I think that it, it, it does. I think that that's where we have made some mistakes in the past where we've been so busy trying to create a round table. And then we got to the round table and we couldn't even figure out lunch. What we was going to have for lunch. We couldn't agree on that. So, you know, so, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of cool. I, and then I know Patrick Alexander as well, um, right. you know, and, and have totally reached my family comes from Mississippi. So I know what he he's he's what he's doing there. He really is mm-hmm. risking his life to to do yes. this. So, you know, I, I applaud all of you brothers. You have my support, a hundred and fifty thousand okay. percent. Because yeah, I right posted it today. Right. I got an I'm extremely irritated with America right now. Extremely, right. and that ain't good for America. All right. Right, <laughs> right, on, right, right on, right on. Well, listen, brother, I'm, I appreciate that. I'm going to put your mic back on mute. Should you want to come in again, please just press one again. Take yourself. Press one to take yourself out. Press one to come back in. We'll gladly recognize you. I appreciate the great question. And also, you write, you know, you, you yes. great question for Shaka because you said you support brother Shakur. Is there contact yes. information if a brother wants or a sister wants to be down with the National Black Liberation Front or wants to get more information or talk to you about it? Um, how okay. do you, is there some contact information? Yeah, well, definitely. First of all, they can reach me. I have a number set up. It's 347-364-1566. That's a direct line. Or you can hit me on email at wukusu, W-U-C-U-S-U, for the number four, ever, E-V-E-R, at yahoo.com. And uh, or you can just hit me on Facebook, Shaka Shakur, African Nation right now, because, you know, Facebook keeps bouncing me around. So African Nation, Facebook, uh, you know, you can hit me there. And, you know, we are actually calling for our first congressional to be held in August. And that's where we want to get everybody together in one space. We're talking about having it in Mississippi so we can not only talk about a nation, but you get to witness land. You get to witness what a nation will look like because we have a designated idea or where we want to go with this. Okay. Well, for those people that were busy running to get their ink pens, brother, one more time, let's get information from the phone number to the sure. email to the uh, Facebook thing. One more time. All right. The direct number is 347 My email that you can hit us is Wukusu, W-U-C-U-S-U, number four, E-V-Ever, Wukusu Forever, at yahoo.com, and also African Nation, that's on Facebook. And uh, when we say Wukusu, what we mean is wake up, clean up, and stand up. Right on, right on. Brother, you know, uh, the brother made a good point. The brother said, you know, we, we, we've called people to the round table before and get there and can't mm-hmm. figure out lunch, which I thought was funny. So what right. is going to make this different? What 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 is it about this go around that you feel right. so confident about that it won't repeat the past? That we won't be looking at the same mistakes or same failures uh from right. our predecessors. Well one off the bat is we have a serious emphasis on political education. That's one. You know and not political education in the all-out, roundabout sense, but directly looking at our struggle here in North America. And we, we studied all the groups that have said and are saying, because they're right now saying what we're saying. So that's one. Two, we're very goal-oriented. So our first goal as a nation is to answer the question, how can we devise trade amongst ourselves? 
So our first question is internal. It's not external. It's internal. You know, if brother, you know, Patrick Alexander in Mississippi, they grow food. So how can we get a tomato from Mississippi all the way to New York? You know, very small, achievable goals, but very realistic goals, and we build up the momentum to bigger goals. We don't want to jump into a front. Like I've been in other formations or coalitions, and they want to run out and take over the government. They want to run out and do these crazy big maneuvers. And we're saying, hey, let's just start learning how to operate like a government first before we can talk about external issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. You're listening. We're talking to Shaka Shakur on uh, People's Black Panther Party, Independence Black Radio, talking why the need for a national black liberation front. If you like to participate in the conversation, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please push one. We'll recognize you. We'll, you know, engage you, man, let you get in the conversation and do our thing. I think, you know, I hear one of the things that I hear you constantly saying, you and I had spoken earlier, so a little bit of this yes. is, you know, um, unfair to the listeners, but for them, uh, you know, we talk, I hear you using the word nation. What will separate this from, and how does this relate to the Republic of New Africa? I think that it, it's it's really a continuation of that work, um, because when we started, that was the same question. We looked at the OAU, we looked at the Republic of New Africa, and we said, you know what, even though we're moving like a nation, we recognize that other happenings like the Republic of New Africa have already set up the nationhood aspect. So we don't have to repeat that process. You know, the process is to gather the groups and then have the discussion on how do we bleed into this? You know, where is the functionality part coming in? Because a lot of us, myself included, we have the utmost respect for the Republic of New Africa, but we don't see it as a, a nation like we did when we were young. We see it as an organization at this point. And we want to say the question is, okay, well, we need these things right here on the ground. So maybe we need to pick it up from this level and then take it to the Republic of Africa and say, hey, look, we're doing this. Let's let's work together. Let's bleed this all into one so we can actually have this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes sense. Let's go to our phone lines. We got area code 216-5363. Your mic is open. Salaam alaikum, Black Power. Why Black Power. What's going on, Chairman Carr? So how the comrades doing? We good. Oh, good, yeah. brother. Good. Come to love. Good to see you. Oh yeah. man, uh, definitely. Yeah, let me add some uh, also uh, to the conversation, uh, uh, and definitely with the Republic of New Africa, uh, yeah. and definitely under uh, the leadership that I came in, uh, the Republican, and many uh, Panther brothers came in the Republican. Uh, New Africa and begin to build and talk about land. Imari, uh, mm-hmm. Obadella, and many of them, our capital was attacked. And members mm-hmm. of the Republic, many of them are still in prison as well as the Panthers. And so uh, when we look at the Republic, what they did gave us the right to a public site and we have the right for a public site because they have not do the reparation uh, that had been asked for in terms of the damage that had been done uh, with African people that came here mentally and spiritually. We have been damaged, and they have given reparation to everybody, um, you know, but they haven't looked at uh, the Africans. So the Republic of New Africa 
was established, but the Republic of New Africa is is a branch of uh, the Black Panther Party. And uh, when we talk about the round table, that is correct. The brother is totally correct. I don't look at round tables. I look at cadres. And right. this is where we got to break off now and then. If we have to, and I don't like to talk on this this phone and radio too much, but we have to break off in certain classes in our home and everything and start building a cadre movement. See, the cadre mm-hmm. is going to take this because when you open a round table, and it's like you said, you don't know who's sitting at that table. Mm-hmm. You know, some people want coffee, some people want tea, some people want water, some people want this. Everybody ain't drinking the same thing at that round table. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some type of way that uh, we are now coming into a stage of building a cadre movement, and the cadre movement is a movement of those uh, that Yanga was talking about doing the deep studying of the philosophy and the ideology of black nationalism, pan-Africanism, mm-hmm. and internationalism. These the cadres is is the one that gonna flame out. But when you look at that round table, anybody can come in and say, I represent this organization, I represent the organization, I represent the organization and they come to the round table. But we have to start building quietly, picking those brothers and sisters and building the uh cadre movement. Now, I'm going back to Republic New Africa, and then I'm going to close out and let the line get back on because this is a good education. The Republic of New Africa is one thing that they said, free the land. Mm-hmm. And what is happening is that there are still brothers and sisters, even though the European came in, still have certain land. And that's where our crop come from. That's where our life come from. So we are not looking at the Republic of New Africa because there's one thing holding brothers and sisters back. And I'm going to end this. One thing holding brothers and sisters back, and this is real. Marcus Garvey wrote a newspaper called The Negro World. And it was the greatest newspaper that ever been printed. In any African country, Latin America, South America, anybody got caught with that newspaper, many of them was in prison. Now, he said the Negro world. The Negro wasn't what they were looking at, but when he say world, the Negro world, and Africa, Africans. And so we're dealing with now when Europe is saying Europe for the Europe. So when we look at the Republic of Africa, many of our brothers and sisters are still scared to call ourselves Africans. If we were called the Republic of the Negroes, oh, you would have you, know, you would have some type of support. We are so <laughs> mixed. <laughs> Go ahead, Abu. You something else, boy. The Republic of the Negroes. He's right on point. <laughs> Republican or the Negro. <laughs> right on. Right on. And all the Negroes say, we're going to break away 
from the Baptist Master Church. Uh, you know, uh, 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 but when it comes to African liberation, we still have conscious of scared of being Africans for some mm-hmm. reason that we scared of being African. And so when we say the Republic of New Africa, uh, excuse me, the Republic of New Africa, that's me, and you said it, comrades, on the, on this call, and I love it. That's me independent, that's me economic, that's me education, and that's me defense. And we, we are afraid of that. So Ain't nothing but revolutionary love for all you comrades, man, and we just keep up the work. We're going to slowly walk this thing down, and we're going to do the Muhammad Ali shuffle all over this planet. Black power. Right on. Black, Black power. power. Black power. Thank, Thank you for that, Chairman. I'm going to put you on mute, and if you want to come back in, you know the routine. Just press 1, and we'll recognize you. Um, and that's some real stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, You know, I like what, 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 what Brother Shaka said, you know, that they were going in, the republic was, and I think that the intentions are still in a certain direction. But just a lot with this newer generation with the fever and the fever mm-hmm. that has taken hold of America and the African here in America, really. And I think that one of the things that I think that I say this, two things about what happened here. I say Obama, President mm-hmm. Obama having a black president, really introduced or uh, reignited a a interest in politics and under the administration of Trump has made a lot of the Africans in America become more studious of right, politics. Right. And as they become studious, they begin to look for outs. They begin to look at, you know, uh, institutions and organizations that preceded the institutions, organizations we have now, such as the New Black Panther Party, People Black Panther Party, this group and that group, right, and so right. many others that I that I can't remember their names. And as they look, they begin to take a critical, and I don't want to say, you know, it's not in a bad light, but critical analysis of the direction of how these organizations and institutes started, the direction they're going in, and where they're at now. And I think that something Shock, Brother Shaka Shakur said, with all due respect, everyone knows that I am a sworn member, sworn citizen of the Republic of New Africa, uh, first lieutenant in the, in the Black Legion, very proud of that. But mm-hmm. that it is, in a lot of instances and cases, being run like an organization. And the running it and operating it as nationhood or as in the step to nationhood, the fruition of nationhood for the new African people or the African people in America, um, I think that we're digressing or taking a turn from that. Do you want to address that, Shaka, real quick before we go to the phone lines? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, in any any situation that we call revolution, there's always a, a evolution process, and I think there's always a process. Let's take the Black Panther Party, for instance. I was a member of the New Black Panther Party. Before that, I was a member of the Black Panther Collective. Each one of those formations was a progress or evolution from the original party. So I think as time moves on, we have to revisit things, and we have to ask the serious question and not get caught up in hurting feelings. We don't want to be liberal. You know, we're really saying, look, this is 2018. Where are we? What do we need? How can we take the lessons from the past and make it work now? You know, we rest yeah. on the shoulders of our past as Africans, but our question is, you know, we want a practical, functional, revolutionary, pan-African liberation. And we know we can have it because thanks to the Republic of New Africa, thanks to OAU, the Nation of Islam, the Garvey Movement, we have many people in place. 
they're there already. We just got to go and get them and say, hey, do what you do, but let's all do it in this direction. Right, right on, right on. Let's bring our brother Kevin back in. I see that he wants to, you know, contribute some more to the conversation. Brother Kevin, your mic is open. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, my brothers. Um, I'm loving what I'm hearing. I I was having a rough day, so this is kind of, it's kind of refreshing, you know, kind of talking me off about, the ledge brother. right now, you know. Hey, man, that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Well, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. You know, I, I totally agree about the economic part because, for one, black people in this country spend $2.2 trillion a year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that – I think that because we have been taught this individualistic thinking, I got mine, get yours, thinking – we don't realize the power of that. When I saw how many people got behind the Black Panther movie, and I'm like, so you're willing to spend your money for the fantasy, but you're not mm-hmm. willing to spend for the reality. Of course, right. right. I'm not getting yeah. it. You know, and, and it, it, it's very uh, it's bothersome because, really, we have so many different um, aspects to us, we're not a monolithic group of people, and I think that right we've on. always been seen that way. You know, mm-hmm, the black mm-hmm. man is angry and violent, and the black woman is sassy and uncontrollable. And this is not true. This is this is far from true. So, you know, I would love to see us um, definitely, and I totally agree with my brother. I'm sorry, uh, forgive me about not remembering your name right now, but two one six. Okay, brother. What he said about yeah. us. You know, not um, about us finding a, a safe spot for us to to uh, talk. Right, because, right, right. you know, we, we, we have to remember no matter what, where you, the oppressor, is still the one who is, you know, providing the land and the seeds for these grassroots mm-hmm. movements. So right, we right, still right. have to look at that, that uh, we, we're going to have to be smart. It's, it's starting to come down to our tactics because if we keep, Repeating the same mistakes mm-hmm. You know and, we, and like you said we don't know who's at the table Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know Who's at the table And that can be a problem because Remember For every slave revolt There was a slave who ran back and told mm. Of course Yeah, mm. yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, think, I think the only way We can actually prevent that And one of the ways we have talked about preventing that Is you know, we, again, batteries included. We're looking at people who are coming and who are doing. I can go in the neighborhood and say, "Who is Brother Yanga?" And they can say, "Oh, he's this, that, this, that, and the other." All right, that's who we want to talk to. You know, one thing we have to understand is that as a movement, where we fall short is we become very. You know, we love our people, so we just accept everybody. We have a right to be selective at this point. You know, we have a duty to be selective. I mean, that's just real. If, if we're serious about nation building. And I'm I, it's like if I have a house and I want a realtor, I'm going to get a realtor who has a history of getting houses. You know, if I'm in, in a situation where I need a lawyer, I want a lawyer who's got a history of victories. So if we're pulling people together and we're saying we want nations, we want organizations that are, you have a history of work, you have a history of ethics, you have a history that we can go back and vouch for, you know, and that's a necessary thing that we must do. And a lot of times we don't take security seriously or we don't want to hurt people's feelings or et cetera, et cetera. No, this is not about any of that. This is about building what we're building. And we know that at some point, some of us have to go and say what we say, like I'm on this radio right now, and the job is to put it out there. But at the same time, we do have to have a gate up, most definitely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think, you know, one of my questions is, though, and I wonder if any other listeners feel like this, what's to stop um, individuals from getting what we call the big head nigger syndrome? You know, big head nigger syndrome? You know, what's what's to stop? How do do we operate, you know, as a collective? Right. Well, the first thing is, um, you know, the NBLF, the National Black Liberation Front, we don't practice oligarchical rule. That's just out. This is really okay. a republic, you know. And every organization in the fold has a say-so. So we don't move a penny across the table until everybody says so, number one. Number two, we respect each other's specialties, you know. If, if I need shoes, I'm going to the shoemaker, and we're going to give him the attention. And then that moves to another person. Everyone is an equal. But most importantly, everyone in this formation is responsible and held accountable not only for your good deeds, but for your slight as well. And on top of that, you will be held accountable to the masses of the people, which is something I see falling off now. You have these tyrannical rules where people are positioning themselves that they don't have to answer to anybody. They can do what they want to do. And if the leaders can do what he wants to do, and if somebody in the membership does the principal thing, then the person that speaks up becomes the victim. No, we're going to put an end to that. We're crushing all that right off the gate. This is not that kind of program. You know, you will not come here and be the omnipotent ruler. You are just one of many who sit together and make decisions. Right. So, so you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, it will be democratic. You, you will have representatives. Organizations will have rep. Okay, man, it's wonderful. And not Listen, only not only will it be I'm democratic, it'll it'll be based on democratic centralism. You know, right. In other words, when we make the vote, that's it. There's no backroom discussions about this. If you go and set a side discussion or a backroom discussion, at that point you are committing treason. Mm, I love it. Listen, you're I listening to it. the uh, People's Black Panther Party, Independence Black Blog Talk Radio, the People's Voice, an opportunity to express your opinions, concerns, and to put solutions to uh, contribute to the solutions that the problem we face as African people. We're discussing why do we need a national black liberation front? We have our dear brother, Shaka Shakur, who is one of the coordinators and one of its, uh, the national black liberation front, one of its uh, outspoken uh, ambassadors for the call. Press one to recognize if you have questions, comments, concerns, and you can join this conversation. But before then, let's go back to the phone lines. I think we have Chairman Kahar who has come back in and uh, like to contribute to the conversation again. Chairman Kahar. Uh, yes. And, yes, sir. Uh, uh, the comrades is uh, totally correct. One of the things is, uh, and I use terminology because this is what the European use terminology, and our people don't understand terminology in terms of, like you saying, what is democracy, what uh, a Democrat mm-hmm. mean, Republican mean, what social mean. But the deepest thing, what do intelligent mean? Intelligent uh-huh. means that we are intelligent enough to understand what they have done to us uh, when they uh, capture us. Stop saying that we are descendants of slaves. We're the descendants right. of free people that was enslaved and in bondage. Right. And because uh-huh. of intelligence, so the government can't a term called counter-intelligence. They didn't mm-hmm. come out counter-ignorance because <laughs> ignorance destroy itself. 
So they know that our movement, the Black Panther Party, when we organized in Lowell County, Mississippi, and Alabama, then we moved to New York, and then we moved from New York, then we moved to San Francisco, then we moved from San Francisco, then we moved to Oakland, California, and the Panther, we grew, then we moved, we set up in Algiers. All mm-hmm. we moved was intelligent movement, and it's they a day job was to uh to counter that. So I will move that so that we are everybody on the phone and on this call today are intelligent. This is why the government are mad at us because they want to keep our people ignorant. Because ignorance mm-hmm. in itself is self destruction. But mm-hmm. Know the history. We are an intelligent force, and when we walk the street, and I want to say this with the comrades right now, and I want y'all to listen. Sometimes you're gonna walk the street, and you're gonna feel like you're by yourself, but you're not by yourself. The masses are looking at your actions, your deeds, and your relationship with the people. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, though, Chairman Carr. Let me let me let, let me cut you because I. I and because I want to ask you the question, you know, you, sir, you're from the third of them. We at the People's Black Panther Party Self-Determination know we call it, we call them in developments. We've been taught them in developments. Uh, mm-hmm. We call them the third development. Most people call them the original Panther Party. That's uh, the 68, the party when it was um, reestablished in 68 and had the self-defense added to it. You coming from that development, you've seen um, Black Liberation Fronts. You've seen coalitions and alliances. You've seen them come together. You've seen them fall apart. What do you think about the need for a national Black Liberation Front in this day and time? And what are some of the and what are some of the concerns you would have about it? And Carla, I, I see you. I'm coming to you next, Carla. I I, I uh, basically see that we need to build a Black National Alliance, and mm-hmm. I and I say alliance you know, uh, give a more political terms. It's like with the European building the European alliance and everybody building alliance. The word front, because of our past history, when we say we're building a front, they look at that as, yeah, we've been fronting for too long. No, we need, (laughs) you know, know, when we build an alliance, then people are responsible for their alliances, like my comrade said. Uh, this is a central committee. This is not a, just a democratic movement, but a democratic centralism, and that's me. That when we build a line, what we have to do is. Chairman Carr, you coming in and out? Okay, we have to step up our language and turns mm-hmm. to grow our people because words take on form. We have to uh, resurrect. Before with black power, there was many terms, and each language we used, the Caucasian became nervous. We would talk about nonviolence, and then we say power. We got nervous. We said power to the people. We got nervous. We said we got nervous. So we move in the elevator into the terminology. Right now, what we need is a strong African alliance as God mm-hmm. is. I'm just using the technology, but 
we're going to win this, and uh, we're going to win it right. And, uh, right on. That's right. Yeah. Right yeah. Well, we're going to win it. You know, let me just say this real quick. Because what we living under now, the White House is occupied by the, uh, the, uh, the Ku Klux Klan, the skinhead, the Nazi party, the rights of whites, and all that. God has said the invisible empire uh, of white supremacists is a empire that has already occupied the United States government and that the government aligned themselves with the white supremacists. So we're seeing it every day. But God told us that way back then, say, the invisible empire is the United States government and that the government aligned themselves with the white supremacists. They might not come out and say openly, but they align themselves with the white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time for us to see that we have to build an alliance and let these brothers and sisters know that we have to look at ourselves united. We live, divided, we die. We die. And right on. That's right. You know, and we okay. die economically, we die as a family. Now, right family stuff, uh, uh, we die in terms of our education. They done took all our schools right mm-hmm. going up. Black schools. Mm-hmm. Not, have no black schools to teach right us. Right And so, because we no longer united, and once we united, we have to understand that. But today, the Black Panther Party is, and I say this, Let, what, Chairman what, Carr, I'm going uh, to I'm about to throw a limit on you. <laughs> I'm sorry, because I, I really want, I don't want, I guess, I want him to respond to the um, the front and the alliance thing, and you know I don't like to do that because right. you're so full of wisdom and, okay. and sharing with you. So I don't. But go ahead. I do want you to finish your thought. You were saying the Black Panther Party. Okay, let me share it real quick. The reason the Boy Scout is still alive then doing what they're doing, they say I owe my oath and my duty to God and my conscience to obey the Scout laws. Do we obey mm. the Panther the Black Power? Mm. Black Power. And uh, Chairman Carr, I'm a, I'm yeah. a, you know what I, I am going to do, though? I'm going to leave your mic open because you are so always, you know, such a wealth of information, man. You know how we do. And I know you may not want to be called an elder, but, yo, you're that for the community and, and, a, con- and a conscious yeah. and moral compass for. Um, let's go. I, you know it's what? Call a 240. I see you. I am coming to you. But I want the brother Shakur to answer that question because he and I had that same conversation about a front right. and an alliance. Brother Shakur, would you go into a little bit of that, please? Well, we started out calling ourselves an alliance. Um, and the reason we moved away from the word alliance, because we know it means an association formed and mutual benefit. But we said we were going to choose the word affront because affront militarily means the side that you put out first. Like this is the wall. This is this, you know, when you're on the front, like the front line of a battle, you are saying that we are the dividing line between oppression and freedom, you know, between right. slave and free. We are saying we're the front line. So that's why we say a, a liberation front. And um, in just in, you know, you look at other revolutions in other places, there were alliances, and then alliances, once alliances become more solidified, they usually become fronts. So we're saying, yeah, definitely. We have the, the ideological makeup of an alliance, but we chose the word front because of the time we're living in right now. We're saying, hey, we want more than just a handshake. We want you to stand on the line with us. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Right on. Like right on. 
I like, let's go to our caller who has been waiting so patiently. Area code two four zero eight six eight zero. Your mic is open. Hey, peace to the family. How's everybody doing this evening? Peace, All right, brother. Good, brother. Hey, I'm 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 sitting back listening, and I don't mind listening because it's it's been a great uh, knowledge being dropped here. So I appreciate that, um, family. Um, I just wanted to uh, state that you know, uh, going forward and bringing people together, uh, do we have a code of conduct in place, and Indeed. do we have a vetting Indeed. a vetting system in place, you know, yes. uh, to to vet people that that want to join or want to, you know, uh, deal with our, our different groups. Because, you know, as, as we've seen in the past, um, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of us have learned that, you know, uh, they attack us by bringing in people that look like us and people that, you know, supposedly think like us. So mm-hmm. you know, that that that's my only uh, concern. Uh, yes. Not hesitant at all about going forward with it, but, that will be my concern that, you know, what is the the security from within that we have? Okay. You know, we can have security without, but we also need that security within. And uh, just, you know, keep a watchful eye. Because my yeah, thing is, yes. if someone joins the movement or the group um, or what, whatever we might call it, you know, uh, they have to have the same the mindset as what the top has. Mm. If they don't have right, that right, mindset, right. then, you know, um, if you're not thinking that as a group, then I think that you're dead in the water before you started because, and that goes back to what my brother said earlier about uh, getting a big head about yourself. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you get a big head about yourself, you, you're thinking on an individual basis and you're letting your ego right. take over instead of doing right. what's, what's good for the, the whole, for the community. And I think yes. we've gotten away from that. Uh, thinking as uh, individuals instead of thinking as the village, you know, you know yes. where we come from was a village mentality, and you know what we've grown into is an individual mentality, and that's how we are so easily defeated. And uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that, and I wanted to say thank my brother Kevin because I, I am I do run with my brother Kevin uh, from the Panthers yes, party. I, I run yes, with sir. him, and uh, we've been together for a while. And uh, he being he being humble he being humble y'all yeah. he helped me he helped me form this he was there okay, at the beginning okay. <laughs> okay and you know that's that's my brother and my dog to the day we die right on right on <laughs> right on that's what it do that's yeah. what it do that's brother Ozzy is my name yeah. I just wanted to say that man I appreciate uh, listening to y'all and I'll definitely be back and with that hey, I'm gonna man, let you know. And man, yeah. brother Isaac, we appreciate the call in, brother Kevin. We appreciate you putting out the word to call it because this is important. <clears throat> you know, yes. this is really important, and we appreciate. And that's what we do on this radio program. This is how we set the bar and set the standards. We're really about political education, the advancement, liberation of African people. Man, no BS. Mm-hmm. We're not going to shoot you. You know, we're not sensationalist, empty rhetoric. We're going to shoot it straight, and we're going to give an opportunity mm-hmm. to feedback. But I like brother Isaac's question, so we we'll let brother. Um, Shaka Shakur and Brother Isaac, I'm, what I'm going to do is mute your mic, but should you want to come back in, just press, you know, press one, come on back in and share with us. But we'll allow you to answer that, Brother Shaka. Are there some okay. uh, contingencies or something put in place to stop mm-hmm. or at least to slow that type of uh, BS that we usually see right. infiltrate so many organizations and so many uh, movements? Yes, well, first of all, 
the first thing that happens is we are blessed to be at a, a table full of transparent brothers. And mm-hmm. starting with myself, I'm very transparent about my career, very transparent about what I've seen. So if you say that you've been in leadership of any sort and you haven't gone through the big head Ahmed syndrome yourself, then I don't really want to work with you because already right. you, you're telling me that you haven't been around long enough. So being that we've already been through the big head syndrome, we know what it looks like. Number two, the vetting system is, let's say we come together in uh, August, you know, God willing, we all sit at this table. Well, when we leave that table, you leave on a times table now. So we're saying, okay, well, look, when you go back, if you are the education, we say, okay, well, Brother Yanga, he's in to the education. That's just saying, all right, well, Brother Yanga, we need you to get with Brother Ajay Tayemba because he's into education, and you guys need to set up uh, a series of independent schools or curriculum within the next 90 days. You know, and in 90 days, we're going to follow up on you, you know, and if we see that 90 days you've achieved it, then we'll stretch it out for another 90 days with another assignment. This goes for everybody across the board. So no one is allowed to just linger in because the big head syndrome comes when you're not questioned, when you're not checked yeah. up on. You tend, you have the time, the luxury to, to think you're all that. Well, we're not going to give you that luxury. We're saying, look, this is a work-based situation. You know, this is not an organization. This is a formation. This is a nation. So everyone has an assignment. And, you know, we, we meet that August. We say, look, we ain't coming back next year. We're trying to meet within the next six months. So within that time, we're going to see some progress. And if we don't see right. progress, then we're going to have to talk about your continued part of this nation or what capacity you are in this nation. Mm-hmm. So checks Actually. and balances eliminate the big head guy because he's always under scrutiny, you know. And if you can't handle the scrutiny, you're going to leave. And if your agenda is less than true, you're going to leave anyway because we're going to be right there. And not only are we going to be there, but we're going to make it so that the people are right there. Because if Shaka gets a job, I'm not going to keep it in a cabinet discussion. I'm going to tell the, the community, like, hey, I was tasked to do so-and-so, y'all. And, uh, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right on. You said something, though, that I'd, I'd like to touch a little bit and go into a little bit further. You said this is not an organization or formation, and a formation made up of various organizations. Do the mm-hmm. various organizations like me, myself, let me speak for myself, I'm national chairman of the People's Black Panther Party. Do, mm-hmm. um, as these organizations enter to this formation of the National Black Liberation Front, do we lose our say? Do we lose our power? Are we conceding? Uh, so, I, you know, I don't like to use the word authority, but for lack of better words, yeah. um, our leadership, our titles, our positions, whatever makes the people feel comfortable. Do are we succeeding that? Are we turning that over? Are we turning our organizations over? Or do we still re- retain and maintain the um, our centrals and the officers that we have put in place? You maintain all of that because what happens too often is just what you said happens because people don't understand nationhood. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've been blessed in my life to sit in at the United Nations on several occasions, and I've witnessed nations sit down and discuss things. So. You know, when you're coming, we're not looking at you as, well, that's Brother Yenga from the People's Black Panther Party, the organization. We say, no, he's representing the state. You know, this other brother's representing the state. This sister's representing the state. So you are a statesman at this point. So you come in exactly who you are, and then you're saying, well, my state, i.e. organization, can offer this skill. You know what I mean? We can offer this to the table. So that's what you'll be tasked with. So, no, we want you to maintain your, your continued domain and your continued programming. If anything, the question is now, now we have a resource pool to assist you with projects 
well, we don't have to drain our pockets. Like Flint, Michigan, wow. for instance. A yeah. lot of people are doing great work in Flint, Michigan. But what I keep seeing is one group from, say, Philadelphia, they, they spend all their time, they load the truck, they drive it all the way to Flint. The whole northeastern region should be a hub, zone one. Zone one fills up trucks, gets funding together, and they move down to zone two. Zone two picks it up from there to zone three. See, but we don't have that because we're not thinking like a nation. So every time we want to do something, you're forced to exhaust all your means, all your resources, or you're limited because you don't have a special person in this one or a special person in that one. That's where the liberation front comes in. That's what we call the Mozambique theory or the Angola theory. We're telling you, look, you do what? Oh, we got people that specialize in this, and you can go get. Matter of fact, everybody send, take two weeks or a week and send two representatives you know, down to Texas. And we, I'm just using Texas because the brother Mun is down there. But a lot of our Panther brothers and sisters coming out of Texas, you know, and we, that seems to be the military hub. So why are we not sending all of our nation down there to go get that training? Even if they're not going to be a part of that state, they can still get that training. That should be our centralized training. You know, Brother Patrick should be the centralized training when it comes to agriculture because that's what he does. You know, our Brother Ajay in New York, they, he's into uh, education and setting up a schools. He's done not only as he advocated, but he has set up several schools. So, again, the vetting process is we're looking into your past. We're saying, okay, your organization do this. Well, how long have you been doing that? You know, okay, you might say, well, I'm yanging from the People's Black Panther Party. Well, let's look at your past. Let's look at your work. Let's look at your history. And now we know that you're a solid person. Mm, right. Wow. Let's go to our phone lines. You're listening to uh, the People's Black Panther Party, Black Independence Talk, Blog Talk Radio. We're talking why the need for a national black liberation front with our brother Shaka Shakur Breaking it down, man. <laughs> I mean, just breaking it down. I want to go to our phone lines now. Uh, area code 757-4561. Your mic is open. How you doing, brothers? How you doing? I'm good. Comrades, comrades, this is Brother Ontario. Brother Ontario. Hey, What's going on? How we doing? Oh man, I just want to I just want to show love and support to my brothers and my comrades and all. What I want to talk about and what I at least want to expound on is my brother Shaka when he talked about the Kendizi school and the Kendizi school incident. And one of my things I was thinking when I was thinking to myself, I said, "Well, how did these children become subject to this?" And this is this is this is this is this. My interpretation, I said, well, for the, for the ones, because everybody not conscious, you know, and, and, and knowledge of the process. But mm-hmm. here's my thing: we we have to learn to educate our children. Though these mm-hmm. might be ugly words, we have to learn to educate our children to these words, so they can spot right. what a sambo is, and not even say, "Hey, I'm not going, I'm not participating in that." Because that was kind of mm-hmm. that was that was kind of just really a disrespectful slap in the face. But I appreciate my good brother Shaka for uh, shedding light and speaking on that subject. And uh, mm-hmm. to me, that's the importance of the education um, of the movement. And, and and like the good brother said, we all have to check our egos. It don't matter what we did in the past. It does because nobody was successful individually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's all it's all. It, it's Listen. always good to see, and uh, you know, brother Yanger, you guys are you know very knowledgeable, and you know, I look for brothers to help keep me accountability. Uh, accountable accountability is also what we need in the in these movements, and we need uh-huh. everybody. Like 
if I'm able to say, hey, Shaka, I don't think that's going to work, or hey, Brother Yanger, I, I need to always be receptive to that reciprocity of when somebody checked me in. Mm-hmm. That it's our babies that are at um that are at war, and if we look at the meaning of the Kendiza word, we automatically know that got Africa all over it because it deals with love for the children. And we knew Greeks yeah. and Romans didn't love children, so right, they love right, right. them all right. They love not the right way, the way anyway. We, right, not the <laughs> right. So you know that's the thing when they use our word Kendiza. Uh, you know, and things that that are affiliated with us put that put right. that real love on it and that protection on it because we got to protect our babies. Right on. Right, right, right on. Let me just uh, let me let me add on to that real quick. Um, when it came to the Kendezi school incident, um, I have to be very critical of the movement. This is why we need a fund because I saw a fervor of concern online. But when I went to that emergency meeting, that somebody told me about it. I did my research and I showed up with my with my wife. When I got there, it was just me there. That's it. Nobody else from the community. You know, so that's one. So that automatically I walked in, I'm walking into a room, I see nothing but young black women. You know, a few brothers, but mostly young black women. Okay? Now I'm saying to myself, let me just listen for a while. So what I'm noticing is that That's right. There's a lot of culture in the room, but we as a movement, there's no one in place. To, to be that watchdog for us so that we can be able to have an end. See, we're, that's right. where we're falling off because they're doing what they're doing, but let's keep it real. They don't have a revolutionary understanding of a lot of things. So the right. teacher that actually did that was a young black teacher. And her defense was she was trying to express the poem by using the faith to say this is what the world sees us as, but this is what we really are. Okay, I got you, but you should have never used that. But mm-hmm. on the other hand... We were not there and in place to tell her, like, hey, whoa, what you doing? No, right. you can't do that. Right. Or, you don't know. Yeah, right. So I ended Brother up Shock. creating a relationship. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, for, I'm sorry okay. to cut you off. I'm sorry. One, and, and let me say this first. Call, I see you. You're next. But we have a lot of national listeners. We got people on the line from California, oh, okay. New York, Texas. They have oh, yes, no sir. idea what took place. So if you could just, you know, briefly go into a little bit of what you're speaking about, about the okay. Kedezi incident. About a about a month ago, I would say a little more than a month, there was a Black History program, and in the program, the teacher had the children hold up the black face, the sample face, as they read Brother uh, Lawrence Dunbar, Paul Lawrence Dunbar's poem. We wear the mask. I wear the mask. So, um, it went viral. People just saw it. It went viral. And from yeah, the result, I, I you know I jumped on. Yeah, I jumped on it. Went straight at it. Um, you can type I in to the Kendezi School. Yeah, I jumped right on it. You know, so I got there. Like I said, it was just this void. Now, what I did appreciate is that they were saying, like, yeah, we, we, we dropped the ball. We messed up, you know, but we got to own this. So I was like, all right, well, they 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 in the right place with that. You know, and I definitely came at them like, well, y'all should have never, that should have never happened. But at the same time, accountability starts with the front. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where was the front that we could have that kind of input? How come we haven't developed these relationships with these kind of schools already. If the schools say Kendezi, hell, we're supposed to be knocking on that door. Mm. You know, we're supposed to be on that door day one. Like, what, what, you, you really about Kendezi or are you just saying that? You know what I mean? But, again, we're, we're not thinking like a nation, so a lot of us get into our individual grooves and things like that happen. Yeah. But it was insensitive from, from the start because, for one, 
what made me even think about wanting to be part of the movement, which I feel is, is stagnant right now, was mm-hmm. my daughter. Mm-hmm. We were watching the movie from Spike Lee, Bamboozled, which was all mm-hmm. about minstrels and blackface. And when right. she asked me, why are they painting their faces? They're already black. And I said, it's because this was determined to be a new form of entertainment. The guy was trying to right. get fired, and instead he created a, a firestorm, which white mm-hmm. people bought into and loved. So it, became, right. it went viral, basically. And I asked mm-hmm. her, I said, so they don't teach you anything about how disrespectful to you blackface would be? And that was when it got, you know, that, that was really what, what even pulled me in. So I, I have right. a real issue when blackface is used in any form mm-hmm. to try to, exactly. to act as if you're educating us when you're not. You're watering down the real message, and you're kind of doing the work of white supremacy right then. Mm-hmm. You, you are definitely doing the work, and that's what's sad about it. The sad black thing is right. you, have a, black power, you have like a 20-something-year-old teacher who has no real understanding of just how detrimental that is. You know? Right. So... Like on me, I'm just I'm I'm raised like I'm very critical. So I'm like, well, you know what? We're gonna have to we have to work harder because you know you you you'll never see a Jewish person use a swastika right. or anything. Right, right. This is not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I told the the, the the principal there, her name is Miss Pascal, very very good lady. We talked. I said, you know, you have to teach that there are certain things you just don't touch. It's just off limits. I can go into right. an argument about how. The, the swastika came from Africa, but, but right now it's too soiled. So that's just a no touch, no go zone. You know what I mean? Right. And, but if there's no, again, if there's no liberation front, if there's no nation saying this and teaching this, like I couldn't really go in there with a solution. I went in there and solved the problem for the day, but there's nothing in place where I can say, well, you need to send your teachers to this class that we have so they can get educated here. You know, Could I the get next size of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to put it in context for those who might not get it, just like the swastika bothers Jews, just like the Confederate flag bothers blacks. Right. Just so you understand. Mm-hmm. So I would never God use the Confederate flag to try to act like I'm teaching a positive message to my people. <laughs> There's nothing right. positive I mean, did, did they have a Didn't they have a movement down here called the New South where they had took the Confederate flag and painted it red, black, and put green? Put it in the, and tried yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the, to even do that shows just like the brother said, it shows the stagnant level of our movement, you know. And mm-hmm. that's because we don't have a movement, but that's what the National Black Liberation Front is about: creating a movement from the resources that we already have. We don't have to recreate right. anything; it's already there. Let me send this shout out to the caller because I see that a caller had jumped off, took 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 one off the mic. You know, the conversation had just gotten so interesting, caller. But if you like to jump back in, press one again. And um, we'll recognize you, and I'll come to you and allow you, allow you to have a say. Chairman Carr, I believe you wanted to add something to the discussion, though. Yeah, that is very important. Uh, definitely what the comrade said. Uh, me being a pastor, uh, I worked, uh, went in Audubon School here uh, as a counselor. And uh, I had a program uh, working with the, uh, with the so-called uh, uh, game bangers. And I often stayed for because I related to them, but also mm-hmm. too, we we need to look at too that we need to develop uh, prison ministers as well as we need uh, brothers and sisters 
to uh, actually find a way to get into the prison and to begin to make contact uh, with the inmates that uh, are in the institution because now the prison institution at one time was looked upon as being elders. Now it's a nursing home. There's a lot of our young brothers and sisters, and I want to say this too. We are pampered on mean that 24-7 we wear our uh, pads that we we put on. You come, Chairman Carl, your your phone is coming in and out. Okay. That's white supremacy messing with him. Yeah. (laughs) That we have to uh, go to city council meetings. Yes, yes. Any gathering in our community, see, a lot of brothers get caught up in the panther. We show up for rallies, and you don't see them no more. We show up for meetings, we don't see them no more. No, the institution in our community, we must visit the institution. Our presence alone will change the language. When we walk in the door, if there's anybody that got anything going on, that they're going to try to misuse the people. When you walk in and you know. That's right. You, That's right. When you walk in there, he stumbled and changed his whole speeches, changed his whole lecture. And so I tell the Panthers every day here, you will see me in the church. You will see me in the mosque. You will see me in the school. I'm on the board at Cleveland State Black Studies Department. Uh, working with the uh, black students there in the black studies department, we are mm-hmm. Panthers, and wherever we go, we're not locked down into an office. We are locked right, down right, right. into the community. And then I will say this. If you're in a community where everybody seems like they insane, that's why I say that now is time for the cadre where we work and move among those people like sail. We move mm-hmm. among the people like sail. And I every day, mm-hmm. in the city know me, and many of them came and say, I got your back. And I tell them, I say, yeah, don't celebrate no holiday. Say what you got because you might have to use it. Black power. Mm-hmm. Black, black, black power. 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 Black Salutation, greeting, salute, acknowledgement right. of NBLF members, which I thought was fascinating. And when he told me where it came from, it just even made it that much more, you know, Most. impressive. And that's the saying, Wukusu. You know, when I first right, heard right. the brother say it, and he was talking to another brother um, that was in the NBLF, and they Wukusu each other, I thought it was some new African thing that they came. I'm like, what language is this? Swahili? Is that Mandinka? What is he speaking? So, brother, <laughs> if you would, tell us what is. Wukusu came from and exactly how you know it came about what it means. Okay, uh, the phrase, the term Wukusu is an acronym for wake up, clean up, and stand up. It actually came from Baba Malcolm X. 
Elhaj Malik El Shabazz, rest in power. Mm-hmm. You know, he, in one of his speeches, at the end he said, "You must wake up, you must clean up, and you got to stand up." You know, and uh, when I first heard the acronym, my brother Divine Allah in the, in the early two thousand, like two thousand six, he had hit me like, "Yo, I got this dope saying," and he said, "It sounds real African. Let's do it." And we started beginning that, and then. You, lo and behold, years later, my brother Ajay Tayemba was saying, and I was like, wow, you know, that's a twist of fate that his, it, it lasted this long. So we all say this and we teach this because it's not only a greeting, it's actually an affirmation of how you should move every day. You know, you should yeah. wake up to the greatness of who we are, wake up to the potential of our black nation, the potential of our people. Then you should clean up. You should strive every day to rid yourselves of the shackles of colonial oppression. And everything you say, everything you do, everything you eat, everything you think. And then finally, you should stand up. Not stand up only in a defense mechanism, but also yes, there too. But stand up in your everyday motions. Stand up and be that proud father, that proud mother, that proud son, that proud daughter. Be that proud African everywhere you go. Stand up and let the world know we are here. And we ain't going nowhere. Right on. That word is, uh, could you pronounce that word again, uh, comrade? Uh, Yes, sir. It's Wu Ku Su. W U Wu Ku Su. Wu Ku Su. There it is. Right. All day. Okay. Sooner than later. <laughs> Wake up, clean up, and stand up. Straight from the lips of our dear brother, beloved brother Malcolm Malcolm X. I yes, thought that was real interesting. Yes, yes, sir. I thought that was real interesting uh, to hear how that had come about. Listen, if you yeah. if, there again, let me, you know, you guys, I got to give out the call sign. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party, Black Black Independence Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, National Chairman um, of the party, Yang Nkrumah. We're discussing with Shaka Shakur the need for a National Black Liberation Front. We got some, you know, some, some very informed and entertaining uh, listeners on the line sharing their contributions. If you would like to be one of those, they share your contribution. If you have a question, a comment, a critique, a criticism, please, we're all family here. This is how we grow. This is how we learn. This is how we build. African communalism, press one, we'll recognize you and and, uh, bring you in. In fact, we have one now that's coming. Let's let's bring this call in. Area code 215-5717. Your mic is open. That's my hey, brother. Good. What's going on, brother? <laughs> hey, what's going on, brother Kev? It's good. Uh, brother Shaka, peace of black power. Hey, Wakusu, brother Carl. What's going on? I'm just getting out of class, and I just tuned in. I said, hold on, man. I hear a couple familiar voices on here. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, what, that's what makes it work. That's what makes it work. Absolutely. Indeed, indeed. You know, I, and I, I'm really, I, I don't have a lot to add. I think, you know, um, in terms of the National Black Liberation Front, you know, I think my brother uh, Shaka has been real clear on a lot of our objectives and, and the way we plan on moving. And um, I think what's, what's, what's powerful about it is um, we're pushing nations. You know, nation yes. principles. We're not we're not getting hung up on organizations and titles. You know, right. um, we're not just spelling or dispersing anybody's anybody's value. Everybody has a contribution because, as all nations, nations have a whole lot of moving parts, a whole lot of movable parts, and right. we, we're going to need all of those because we're going up against the nation and building our own nation that has tentacles 
and uh, a lot of our people, you know, and they're pulling us in different directions and they're utilizing their systems that's been empowered by their nation. And, and um, so we're going to need all of those different pieces in some way, shape, or form as we continue to strive and build our nation. So um, I just wanted to say that to Kala and the Kusum family, you know, as we all say, wake up, clean up, stand up, be some black power. Absolutely, man. And I want to say, man, everybody, make sure you support my brother's project, the Independence Day project. You know, it's an awesome film. And the film pretty much was the like the the, the heartbeat of the discussion that led to this whole idea coming off the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You still on the line, brother? You still on the line? Yes, sir. Brother, um, shout your film out a little bit. We got a, you know a couple minutes, man. Get a couple minutes. Give us a little, you know, a little bit about that. How we can go to the film, where we can see the film at, and, and what the film is about. Okay. Um. Uh, and thank you, uh, brother Shaka and uh, brother Ken. I appreciate that. Um, the Independence Day Project is a brainchild, brother Ken. You are you 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 were actually there at the precipice when we started asking those questions about. What does an independent black community look like? If, if, if white folk walked off the shores today and left us alone, what that community would look like? So when we were right, generating right. that conversation, that was like three, four years ago, remember? Right, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the, you know, the precepts for what we're talking about now. And the Independence mm-hmm. Day Project is a documentary, sort of future spec documentary, uh, based on uh, the visions of uh, a lot of accomplished brothers and sisters. And when I say accomplished, I mean people who are accomplished in, in um, moving towards building um, nationhood principles, nationhood uh, institutions. And the questions we ask those brothers and sisters all across the country, including my dear brother, um, I.J. Tayamba, you know, very, very, very Good. solid brother right there in Hall of Liberation Good, School. Um one of the questions we asked was, well, what does an independent black community look like to you? And we utilize, you know, we're questioning it because we need to create the vision. We look at all the different projects around the world. We even looked at this project called America. And America was the envisioning, you know, of a bunch of imperialists who said, let's go somewhere and, and utilize some people to get some free, free, um, to steal their land and steal other land and steal other people and create this um, empire based off of free land and free labor. You know, mm-hmm. and they envision the empire that you see here today. So right. um, if they can envision that, if these cats can envision life on Mars, a place that has, you know, some of the most hostile elements in the universe, and you're talking about envisioning life there with colonies and so forth, then why can't we envision an empowered and free black community? So that was the question. Right. And then utilizing the areas of human activity, the nine areas of human activity that uh, Elder Neely Fuller, you know, he was the Jagna to our dear, beloved um, ancestor, uh, Dr. Francis Price Walton, mm-hmm. utilizing um, the, the nine areas of human activity that he speaks about in his compensatory code book, we identified different ways that we can actually build that empowered and free black community. And, right. you know, just um, based on the responses we've been getting, I mean, I showed it to my class, I showed part of it to my class tonight, and they just couldn't stop gushing over it. You know, um, and and the thing that is, the thing about it is, is it's not what you normally have in a documentary where we're talking about going back to Kemet, going back to the, the pyramids, and this that, and the other. Both things are precious and valuable. Both documentaries are precious and valuable. 
But this is standing on their shoulders because now we've discovered the history. We've identified white supremacy. Okay, so now what are we going to do about it? So the Independence Day project mm-hmm. is about what we plan on, what we plan on doing as we move forward towards building that free, independent African nation here in America mm-hmm. and across the diaspora. So if anybody right is on. interested, they can come to my website, blackindependence.org. That's blackindependence.org. That's independence. I um, B L A C. Don't get me spelling now. I just got out of class, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to put it. I need you to put it in the group and share it. Tag me so that I can share it with the 83 groups that I'm in. Okay. <laughs> no, no doubt, brother. No doubt. I appreciate that, brother. Is so blackindependence.org, and for you know nominal fee, twenty-two dollars, which includes delivery. You know you can have that project, and most people, what they're doing is a lot of people are buying it in, in bulk, and some people are buying it with the intention of showing it to members of their community because everybody that watches the movie breaks out into a session where they're talking about, okay, it's nation building time. We don't have any time to play. We got the plan right here. Let's get it, and that's what right. the intention was. With, with, the, um, with, with, with finishing this project And like we always say The Independence Day project is not just a movie It's a movement So you know the movie is just the first part of it Which was And it was very successful In bringing people together all over the country You know to very real conversation As we move towards the parameters of a 2035 plan That's in place right, right. now In a lot of the major cities And a lot of the degradation and genocidal actions Committed towards our people Such as in Flint And in every other major city Where they're poisoning us And things of that nature We need to get a stranglehold on our situation And be proactive about it And not reactive So that's what the Independence Day yes, project sir. is about Right on, right on. Well, we appreciate that. And we send another plug. Check it out, blackindependence.org. Get it. I know uh, us as a party, we're going to get in and probably start a discussion on it, blackindependence.org, the Independence Day Project. Check it out. Brother, I appreciate you sending that shout out. I definitely appreciate you doing that on this program and using this platform to do it, man, and allowing me to share in that and in, in being informative and, and educational to the um, African masses here in America. Let's go to our phone uh-huh. lines one more time. Again, area code 404-7765. Your mic is open. What's good, Yang? What's good, Sister Nandi? Hi, how are you? Um, I'm good. Peace, Queen. Peace. Um, I hope nobody's going to take this to offense, but i got to be honest. I believe in nation building, but what kind of nation are we building? If we're just going to start our nation out on lies, deceit, backstabbing, manipulating, and phony pretenses, then we don't have a nation. We're still building another mockery like the damn United States of America, another corporation. Majority of the people that are in the revolutionary or so-called conscious movement have become a bunch of fucking capitalists. They're all over the place, and they're not worried about what's really serious at hand. How are you going to build a nation with no land? And I'm tired of everybody saying we got to get these reparations and we need this fake-ass dollar-to-dollar bill. Well, here when the cracker took our land, so why we waiting on the dollar bill to take it back? Unless somebody, unless a lot of us don't get the heart that we need, why stop talking about the rhetoric? I understand the names and the terms and all of that, but right now our people have been dumbed down by the system, and everybody didn't come from Africa. We got to stop singling out all of the other nationalities of people that comes from black people, as y'all say, because we're not black or African. If we just going to say things and we agree to terms until we get to where we are, 
we still lying and manipulating our people. We need to start being honest. We got to be real historians like Clark and Anderson and the people that really dug deep into the information that we needed in order for us to get the education that we need to build a nation and resources. I hear everybody that I talk to and everybody come on to introduce their organizations and all of this, and there's a price tag to it. Education and resources are free. The same way they get no matter the ground, we can do the same thing. Until I hear somebody trying to build a nation away from this currency, whether it's cryptocurrency, the CI dollar, and all of that, we are the only people that sit up and worry about this nation's benefits. That's not our benefits, and this is not a nation. Let me correct myself. This corporation's benefits. While y'all arguing about this dollar bill and arguing about the land and all of that, those Negroes know that they are the commodities that's funding this shit. So until we step away from everything, and that means their social media, the labor, the schools, you can't sit up and talk this talk when you get off this phone and all y'all children in public schools. Or all y'all children are affiliated with some type of formation of religion that we now know has been um, has been you know, put together in order to destroy us as a people. We push all this bullshit that we know is a bunch of rhetoric because we want to hear ourselves talk. Let's keep it real. Where the real revolutionaries at? My name is Kimberly. I understand that y'all say these are corpusoid names and all of that, but every damn thing that we say right now is coming from European text. So we don't know if African or any of that shit is relevant. What is relevant is that billions of my people are enslaved. Through prison systems, they are being manipulated through poisons, what we call drug activity. I hear all these revolutionaries talking about drugs, but we all know why the epidemic was created. So unless we don't really do what the Panthers did, like they said, go out and get some damn grits and quit asking for some, go out and form a nation, first of all, you got to take over your city. How the hell are you going to build a nation when you are discriminative? All nations are consistent of multiculturalism, whether you're from Africa or not. Let's talk about Timbuktu. Let's talk about Somalia. Let's talk about Tasmania. You all don't even speak about the places that are so-called extinct right now, which is clearly, clearly a disrespect to a lot of our descendants. So I just wanted to speak my piece out here. You know, I don't want to be long-winded, but I know a lot of people don't want to hear the truth as well. Take these price tags off education. Quit trying to sell y'all books and all this old extra stuff. You're acting like the crocker. Get out here and get in the field and teach your people some stuff. Learn them things on how to do stuff hands-on with their skills and the intelligence that they have. I'm tired of hearing all these scholarships, degrees, degrees. That's their white man master paperwork. So if all you're going to define yourself as in your educational background and where we go, still standing on the white man's criteria, you ain't really building shit. So that's all I just wanted to say. I take from all of the ancestors that we learned from that. We talk about El Malik, Zulu, Shabazz, all that old extra stuff. Let's talk about math and little. Let's talk about the real niggas of these people. We're putting these formats out there of what we all know is going to catch the eye and the attention of the people. Let's dig deep back into how people Malcolm was on drugs. So was Huey. But they came out of that and became revolutionary. Did that make them any less revolutionary? You all talk about homosexuals, but here we say the homosexuals are more revolutionary than the niggas because at least they got their own Bible and flag and they actually have their own land and all kind of other stuff. So while we criticize, we get to be 
Why is it when us as African, see, see, this is what gets me about us as niggas. We won't always want the black hookup. We always want black folk to hook us up, and it shouldn't be about money. But you you pay rent. You eating because you're still living, so I naturally assume that you're eating. So somewhere, even if you get it for free, somebody paid a price for your sustenance. Somebody paid a price for uh, somebody paid a price for your shelter, your stability. Somebody did that. And, and and I don't think that I'm wrong. I know you're dropping off the phone. You text. You think that I'm wrong. For, I didn't cut you off. I allowed you to talk. But somebody, and, and we just disagree. You know, we just we just disagree. And so that's why I'm a, that's why I want to say on that. I know that I'm sure that there's people who want to say something on that. But I don't agree with probably 95 percent of the things that you said, sister. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So. You, you know, that's 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 one of the things. I, I think that, you know, and it's not, I'm not putting your business out there. It's facts is facts. You're, you called in on a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? You, you called in on a cell phone. So you pay a cell phone bill. You pay rent. You get food. Money is you haven't separated yourself from an economy. African people here in America are not in a position just to separate them. You're talking about the social media, the news, and all that. What the hell are that little group of people that will follow that idea? What are you going to do besides depend on the other Africans to support, care for, and to um, nurture? And if we don't do it, then we're going to be the white man? Are we going to be emulating a white man? I think we have to be realistic in the steps and the procedures that you that we take. Um, I, I know some brothers had some comments. Go ahead, bro. Um, I think it was Brother Kevin had a comment. My brother. I, and, and, sister, I understand your frustration. But my brother covered a lot of it with what he said. What I wanted to add simply was understanding your frustration then here's my question to you. <laughs> what are you ready to do to help us be independent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, I what are you ready to me. do I to help she... us with that? Oh, I, I hope she'll listen again. So I hope she listens again because, you know, being a revolutionary is not easy. It's the loneliest mm-hmm. thing you can be doing. Your family don't want you to do it. Your friends tell you you're crazy. And the system is always on you. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what what I would hope that she understands is everything we're doing, what Carl did with the documentary, what Shaka right. is doing, you know, the chairman, you, me, and, and Ozzy, and everybody else is doing, we're sticking our neck out there because everybody else got their head in the sand. Yes, sir. Can I just, yes, can I just add something to that, Brother Kevin? Yes, I'm sir. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, we only talk about like two percent of the stuff we actually do on when you come public. Right. First and foremost, if you're a revolutionary, then you understand strategy and military strategy. Specifically, if she's talking like the military talk, she's talking. I'm not trying to stop the sister, but what what revolutionary goes live on air in a public forum and gives their flat, gives their strategy, gives their techniques, technique, hmm. gives all the battle plans, gives all the intricate structures that we plan on doing it and. Um, Ways we play in the, in the blueprints of what we're planning on building. We gave enough of the yes, damn Independence Day project, some of the things we've been talking about. So, you know, sometimes I think we get impulsive, emotionally impulsive. We get driven with a lot of the things that um, that fuel our rage. And sometimes I think we speak on things because you want to sound different 
and this and the other. But as I said to one of my students in class tonight, when um when she was as we were, we had a conversation about this specific thing, and um she and her response was, I'm just saying. And I said that's one of the most popular responses in the black community. We have a lot of people who are just saying and not enough people who are just doing. So if you're doing exactly. your part, then the rest of the people, that then you fit to the puzzle. We didn't say anything. Well, the one thing you, if she was paying attention, we said specifically with the MBLS is that we are not talking about um, just specific organizations. We're talking about bringing all of these organizations under this umbrella. And under this yes. umbrella as a nation, we're going to be moving towards black empowerment as a nation, not singling anybody out, not nobody beating on their chest, not nobody being smarter than the other. Hell, I think I'm on the phone with three people who are smarter than me. I feel great about that. You know, so, you know what I'm saying? That's all I have to say about that piece. I'm going to let you know. I know it's a limited right. amount of time you have on the year, so that's that's just my two cents on that. Hey, i, I like to add on, you know, this is Brother Shock. i like to add on, one, just from the top, there's a saying that I learned a long time ago, and that's no investigation, no right to speak, number one. You know, uh, I'm not going to get on here and be like, we're doing this, we're doing that. No investigation, no right to speak. I understand the pain. There's a lot of pain in that sister's voice. There's a lot of anger in that sister's voice. And it is the voice of the masses. Let's be clear about that. That is the voice of the masses. However, we have to be able to understand that even though we have that pain and we have that anger that's called being black in America, we have to learn how to channel that anger with fact. You know, going back, she mentioned Dr. John Henry Clark. I'm one of honor people who sat in his class, you know, and it's Dr. Clark that taught me that we weren't black until we came here. We were African in Africa. Now, in Africa, we have over 2,500 languages. Those 2,500 languages belong to 2,500 ethnicities all on the continent of Africa. When we came here, we were forced into being black. So if, if there's ever a unity situation, it exists here because of our condition. When the system talks about finance, yes, we want to move. That's specifically why we say in MBLF, we want people who specialize in finance, who specialize in economics, and their entire purpose will be to help us shift from using euro currency to doing barters and finding other ways. But you have to take one step at a time. Brother Ajay, myself, and others, we have worked on independent schools, and there are others out here that are independent schools, but we understand the distrust placed in the black man and woman, so a lot of our people are not going to put their children in our schools right away, and that's cool. The object is step by step. So while I don't have anything against the sister, I sense her anger, and I understand that that's something we're just going to have to face. We have to be in a position to make money. So if we don't, if, if Brother Carl doesn't sell his book, I mean his DVD, then how do you generate black business? You know, that's black business. We have to generate black business. And, you know, so it is what it is. Everyone has the right to their opinion. We still love the sister. And even to that sister, if you want to be that female voice and you have something to offer, well, then get down with the NBLF. Don't stand outside and talk about it. Get down and help us take it where you think it's not going. Wakusu. Wakusu. Right on, right on. Listen, let's go to our phone lines. We have somebody on our phone lines. Uh, that wants to chime in. I believe this is my sister. Eight one seven 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 three two. Your mic is open. True peace, brothers. True peace. True peace. True peace. peace. And also supernatural power to the people. Um, good conversation. A lot of good feedback. 
Um, yeah, a lot of us are angry. My my thing is this. Um, we got to stop. You, you know, uh, the battle is not, the fight is not going to always look the same. The technique mm-hmm. cannot always be the same. And so people mm-hmm. are stuck in a time warp. You know, they expect for revolution to look the same way that it did at another particular time. It doesn't look like that anymore. Revolution is not strapping up a boot and going and standing on a corner like a warlock. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we already uh, we overstand now the uh, uh, power of the enemy that we're dealing with. And the techno the, the technology that they have that can take us out. So it's not revolution is not on that level anymore. We're on a higher level, which is mind. You know, uh, we 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 get into um, combative arguments about what the next person is not doing when we building. Even we're building mentally at this time, and so mm-hmm. anybody can clearly see a uh, anvil coming towards a building to break it down. So you, if you look like that when you step on a panel of people who are taking out the opportunity to say, you know what, we could be talking about anything. We could be talking about all kind of, excuse my French, pussy and dumb shit, but this is what mm-hmm. we're choosing to talk about, and I'm letting you know what I got oh, going, what you French. got going, what you got going, and we're all building and so it's right. clear when somebody come in and try to break it down. The number one problem, like I'm going to continue to say, is an identity crisis. See, it's a lot of things and what I learned from the ancestors and the greatest one that's been mentioned on the phone tonight is Dr. John Henry Clark. And like he said in the prologue of African history by uh, uh, Joseph I can't think of his last name right now. I'm going so hard. But like he said, if Africans, if if talking about uh, African liberation is not a restoration project, then it's not even worth dealing with. See, we got to restore our minds because it's been so diluted and washed out and infiltrated by the Caucasian and their religions and their Bibles and their philosophies. No, we are talking about restoration. So, I could I could be like I'm sick and tired of people that think all all people come from black people because all people don't come from black people, and mm-hmm. if you standing up for any of our ancestors and saying we are truly dealing with an African ancestors, our African ancestors are now Valley Africans, and to denounce that, to say we can't keep on saying everybody come from Africa, we are now Valley Africans. And some of us have been mentally resurrected enough to know that's what it is. And like the Honorable Marcus Mosai Garvey said, don't give up a continent for an island. That is ours. That belongs to us because any other race of people on the planet have a safe haven to return to in the event that they need to. So we got to stop giving ours up and saying that we don't have a nation. And another thing, and, brother, I I, I love everybody on the panel, I'm going to tell you, but it is about restoration and it is about knowledge, not nobody's truth, because your truth could still be your opinion. We're talking about correct information. Africa only has one language. It has 
many different dialects of the mm-hmm. same language. When we're dealing with different languages, then you're going to be dealing with different places on the mm-hmm. map. Not talking about Africa. We have a lot of different dialects of an African language. And then you have different people who came in, like the French and the Portuguese and the Belgians, mm-hmm. who brought their language in their dialect because they really all speak the same language too, which is Latin. That's their mm-hmm, language. Mm-hmm. And they speak mm-hmm. many different dialects mm-hmm. of their languages the that language, they brought right. off into Africa. Mm-hmm. So we are mm-hmm. one in order we not gonna be a united front until we can stand up and say, I'm African. Now you African, I'm African. You African, I'm African and my ancestors come Africa. Now Africa. let's move from there. You know, let's I just wanna add right on. Let's I just want to add on just to let people know, uh, for those that are just maybe tuning in, the National Black Liberation Front is comprised of organizations that adhere strictly to black nationalism and pan-African liberation. Mm. You know, we are clear that we are not only African, we in particular are new African, and then mm-hmm. we understand the science of revolutionary pan-African liberation, which is yeah. something that people don't talk about anymore. So there is no them without us and no us without them. Mm-hmm. And, it, and right. that's the truth. And Absolutely. even a lot of them know that because we talk yes. about certain people. We talk about mm-hmm. Marcus Garvey, but we don't talk about Kwame Nkrumah, who upheld mm-hmm. it. We don't yeah. talk about the different yeah. African kings and presidents and leaders and everything that want mm-hmm. to team up with blacks in America and say we are a united front. We don't acknowledge mm-hmm. the fact that the uh, uh, Ghana came forth and uh, apologized to mm-hmm. African Americans for their participation in the slave trade and apologized and said, y'all welcome right. to come home. So mm-hmm. we got to get over that hump first. We got to stop trying to deny who we are. And it ain't right, even right. about a name thing because no matter what my name is, and I have many different names, but I mm. know all of those attributes. I know those right. people, and I tell my children all the time because my children watch me go through my name and ceremony. And my son gave me a gift one time mm-hmm. that had an S on it because my birth name begins with an S. And he tried to, no, mama, I didn't mean that. I was trying to find an I in it. And I'm like, son, are you crazy? It's the thought that counts. Mm. Because mm-hmm. I'm not tripping on that. I know who Shalisha is. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I am today. That's right. And so right. It's, it's just about a higher thinking. It's time for us to raise the bar on mm-hmm. people who truly mm-hmm. have correct information to offer Sister. even the children. Absolutely. Yes. Sister, I I'm talking you know about I, correct I, information, not true. Right. Correct information. Correct information. It's something whole totally mm-hmm. different. Listen, sister, and I hate to, you know, like I hate to cut, I hate to cut my. No, brother, let me tell y'all something, got, brothers. I've been yeah. listening to y'all for a long time. I didn't even mm-hmm. chime in to the thing because I just wanted to listen to really mm-hmm. see where the intelligence mm-hmm. was going to emanate from. Talk mm-hmm. about real intelligence and real intellect. Mm-hmm. So, I so I know I'm late, brother. Like yeah, God, I love you. I've been you listening, know, bro. You know been you were late, and and I know you were listening. You did let me know that you came in and listened. Because no, I you love, know what? I, I was even listening for chance. about thirty minutes before I let you know. I said, wow. "Let me let my brother know I'm listening." Okay, okay. You know, I, I got a caller that. 
Yeah, but I got a caller that's been I got a caller uh, that's been on hold for a couple minutes. I got a couple calls that's been oh we lost the real, call. real quick. She, true peace, she, brothers. True peace, brothers. I love you, brothers. Let's continue, hey, Bill. Love you too, sister. I, I connect yes, with ma'am. Brother Yanger all the time. I will definitely get your information. Keep doing yes, what ma'am. you're doing. Keep getting correct information because that's what the kids need today. They need correct yes, information. Right. So we need that's more right. researchers on our team to continue to do the work right that on. John Henry Clark started. That was only that's our right. beginning. We to get to a point where you can shift 
and you can get to the, you know, that next rung of whatever it is that we're doing or whatever that trajectory is that we're we're aiming for. We want to shift from fiat currency to something that's, you know, that is more African-centered and African-based and based on, you know, what we actually have, what, yeah. I, what, what we have in our hands that we don't need their systems for. But until that time, what do we use? You know, what do, how, do, how do we get around this system? And how do we, how do we survive in a place um, that is not set up like that right now? You know, and if we're not organizing to that end first, how does it happen? So I just, you know, again, understand and I appreciate the sister's, uh, her frustration and her, you know, the open struggle around it. I appreciate the panel around it because that's the kind of conversation we need to have for people to even open up and think about all of these contradictions that are here and what we really, you know, how we really need to get a handle on some things. Because in some ways we do live in a fantasy. You know, we are pushing, um, we are pushing some false, some false, some false narratives that we, you know, we need to get a handle on so that we're not continuing to, Put people into the same, you know, into those same cycles. But um, how do we structure it, you know? And I'm, I work through the Uhuru movement, and that's, you know, that's my contribution, my my area or my nation, as the brother Shaka would say. That's my nation, and that's where, you know, that's where I contribute my efforts. So when we get that that structure, that uh, the NBLF is talking about. That's you know, that's when we and, and there's there's other organizations doing that too. But when we get that kind of you know, that kind of active participation, you know, I don't know how to pull in those individuals that wanna wanna be a part but don't want to be a part. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it it has to be struggled around too because they're very valuable to the the movement in a whole on a whole. The our our overall trajectory. So again, I just yes. wanted to thank you all um, for having a discussion around it, and um, appreciate you for all your efforts and everything. Uh, you know, it's on the if, if, if I could, brother, I just need eight seconds. I just want to respond. Uh, I thank the queen for what she's saying. We yeah. are our own resource. We yeah. are our own resource, and I will relinquish the mic. Absolutely. Listen, let me let me go to my Minister of Justice. We got five minutes. So if I don't have an opportunity to come out and close, if I don't have a um opportunity to come back and the sister, you know, is texting me, she said she didn't have we don't have the time to get pin the point. I'll tell you what I will do for you though, sister, since you're texting and saying you don't have I will schedule a show around the points you made if you are open to the things that may come back to some of your reasoning. But I will give you an opportunity. I'll give you a whole two hours to uh, mm. state that and be able to defend mm. that. But you have to be able to, you know, not go into a tirade, but be able to really defend it because you're going to have some people to have a problem with what you said. Listen, I want to go to my minister, Justice, in the five minutes. If I don't get the opportunity to close out, I want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened. I want to thank our guest, Shaka Shakur, who came on, talked about and articulated the National Black Liberation Front all the brother Kevin and um, the brother with Independence. Um, I forget it, but I know to go to Carl Black Independence. Yes, go to blackindependence.org. I bet y'all remember that. So go check that out. 
Check out the movie. Sending shouts out to everyone. Thank you for spending your Tuesday with the People's Black Panther Party, Black Independent Blog Talk Radio. I hope that um, you were informed enough and, and, and slightly entertained enough to check us out next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Same number and everything. And we look forward to your contributions and critiques, criticisms, and opinions. With that being said, I'm going to personally leave you as the way that I greeted you with all powers to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power, and my new adding to the language, Wakusu. Minister Justice, your mic is open. Floor is yours, Queen. Take us home. Black black power family. Uh, Black power power. Queen. Uh, uh, black hey. power to uh, to, to all the family on here. Um, when I heard the things that Sister was saying, I was glad that Brother Shaka made it clear in the beginning that these are the things and the contention, you know, because we find that those with contention are, they, they lack instruction for wisdom. But my point is that um, these are the things, uh, these are the reasons why there are so many different formations. Because we have mm-hmm. to then start separating ourselves from individuals that are going to tear us down or individuals mm-hmm. who are just really not here yet. You know, um, I'm glad that uh, uh, Chairman Yang had said that he would give, give the sister two hours so that, you know, because a lot of times we have to hear things coming out our mouth so that we could understand exactly what it is that's running around in our heads. So mm-hmm. um, I just want to leave you guys with, with, the point, with the fact that I love everything that's saying here. Um, I love the I love the way you responded to that situation, and and the sisters, you know, the sisters sit back and we listen because I've been listening the whole time, you know. And but again, like I said, I like the idea that there's going to be a vetting factor because everybody who's who, who's our skin folk, who's our skin folk, ain't our skin folk. And we yeah. found we yeah. all of us that on here, I'm sure that they got years and years of experience in the struggle, just as I have. And we've seen this type of behavior over and over and over again. And what else do we see that those individuals never get anywhere other than um, social media? So, again, I'd like to say black power and um, uh, being able to study the effects of this this horrible society on our people, which is social social science, is what I recognize that a lot of us have been doing. And it needs people mm-hmm. like us, Brother Socrates, and individuals um, like the chairman and folks to sit down and really be able to pull together core people because trust me, it don't take no whole lot. All it takes is a contract. Right. It don't take a whole lot to right. make sure that we get this thing done because it can be done. It can be done. And again, Black Power and a, a strong revolutionary love. Brother Kevin, Black Power to you. My queen. Um, I appreciate and, right. you, queen. Power, sister. <laughs> yes, and I show... Um, you guys uh, on social on the pages of social media or back on here when we have our show next Tuesday again. Thank you, Chairman Yanga, for bringing such a wonderful conversation that uplifts us because it's uplifted me. Black power. Black power. Black power. Thank you, uh, Minister of Justice. All right, man. With, with all of that, black power to the people, and we out. Let's 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 bell out to some Nas. All right. All right. Right. Yeah. All I need is one mic, one mic. Yeah. 
Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151. One sip will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence. Who I'm gon' body? This hood politics is knowledge. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us roll up and try knocking us. One knee, I duck. Could it be my time is up? With my luck, I got up. The cops shot again. Bus stop glass burst. A fiend drops his Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out, I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rat to the death of it. To everybody, come on. Little niggas is grown. Look rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Shit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. The street sweepers and coppers. Sick up kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die. Spread my voice to the whole world. 